Climbing Detective. Episode 3. It's all about Mimi. The case I'm about to relate happened some time ago. It's a story about a girl, a monster, and a stage show. I should also mention before we start, it features my hamster, but she only has a small part. It started when I got hired by a musical director. You've probably heard of him, Lord Andy Floyd Web Browser. <laughs> His face looks like it's inside out. Apparently, it's said by some, as a kid, he accidentally got a vacuum cleaner stuck up his bum. <laughs> his shows are very successful, making him a multi-millionaire. And his latest show was getting ready for a run at the Not The Damn Theater. I was being hired to keep an eye on the star of the show. According to the papers, they were having a fling. He did seem overly concerned for her safety, but then musical directors do make a song and dance about everything. The reason I've employed you, Mr. Digger, is that I believe Mimi Maybe's in danger. Mimi Maybe is the star of my new musical, Dogs. She plays a woman who is very attached to her dog. Would I be right in thinking she plays the lead? Yes. <laughs> yes, she owns this theatre and she's paid me a lot of money to write and produce it. You see, Mr. Digger, I need the money. Surely not. I heard you made enough money to live three wealthy lives. That's true. But that money is now owned by my three ex-wives. <laughs> the little money I have left has been put into this show with Miss Mayerby putting up the other half. Of course, the production is insured, but the insurers, having heard about the problems we've been having, insisted I employ someone to keep an eye on her. That's why you are here, Mr. Digger. Because of my experience? No, because you're the cheapest. Oh. <laughs> Do insurance companies normally insist on hiring a detective for a production? No, but then most theatres are not normally haunted by a ghost. What are they normally haunted by? What? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Listen, while Mimi has been rehearsing, I've briefly glimpsed someone, or possibly something, watching her from within the shadows of the theatre. And I'm not the only one who's seen this ghost, creature, or whatever it is. Many of the staff have seen it too, but it always disappears into thin air whenever anyone approaches it. And they call it... A day? No, not a day. They call it... A night. No, they don't call it a night. They call it... Puppy love. No, no, they call it the Phantom. The Phantom? Yes, the Phantom. What is that music? It's the ringtone on the office telephone. It should go to answer phone any second now. Hello, and welcome to the voicemail of the most humble Sir Andy Floyd web browser, MBE, Baron of Sidmonton, member of the House of Lords, winner of the 1996 Academy Award for Best Music, seven Tonys, three Grammys, Oscar nominated twice, never won an Oscar, but what do the Americans know? Queen Scholar of History at Oxford University, generally regarded as the most successful composer of all time and certificate-holding member of the Tufty Road Safety Club. Please leave a message after the tone. Could that be the Phantom? I thought it was one of my ex-wives. But you could be right, Mr. Digger. Of 
was that noise? I don't know, but it always occurs just before the phantom makes an appearance. What was that noise? It sounded like it came from Mimi's dressing room. What was that noise? That was Mimi. You scream like a girl. Not Mimi, Mimi, the actress. Come on, we may already be too late. We rushed to her room. Behind her locked door, I heard bouncing. I forced open her door. And as we entered, I heard one last faint spring. Stepping into the room, I found no one there besides myself. And my observant eye picked up some glass bottles lined up along a shelf. Labeled Caesar, Thousand Island, and Honey Mustard, I could only but assume, what with her name being on the door, this was Mimi Mayer's dressing room. <laughs> I popped a bottle in my pocket, I can't say which one, of course, for a good detective never reveals his source. <laughs> then I popped some mints in my mouth while I mulled over all the facts. The mints were unusually sharp till I realized they were Tin Tacks. <laughs> I quickly deduced two things. Firstly, this dressing room must have a hidden door. And secondly, I shouldn't try to buy Tic Tacs from a hardware store. <laughs> Desperate for clues to follow, I noticed a sketch of Mimi attached to a picture rail. But that wasn't of much use. It was a portrayal. <laughs> Suddenly, I was distracted by the sound of a groan and a choke. Turned out it was the audience reaction to that last joke. Here, Mr. Digger. Mimi must have been recording a video on her phone when the phantom attacked. Excellent. All I have to do is stop the recording, fast forward through the video, and freeze. And now we have a picture of the phantom. <sighs> have you ever seen anyone as ugly as that? That's me, Mr. Digger, just after I picked up the phone. Oh, right. Uh, okay, well, let's rewind a bit then. Oh, no. It can't be. I can't believe my eyes. Your eyes are fine. It's the rest of your face that's the problem. <laughs> it looks like Mimi's been abducted by a man with a strange mask on his face, riding a, a, a sandy, orange, bodiless creature with horns on its head, huge eyes and a big evil grin. What is that thing? It's a space hopper. <laughs> and not just any old space hopper. I rode one of those when I was in the army. That, Lord Web Browser, is a military space hopper. A military space hopper? Tell me more, Mr. Digger. It's top secret, I'm afraid. If I told you more, I'd have to kill you. Well, in that case, could you tell my ex-wives? <laughs> Interesting. Look at the books on this bookcase. Ah, this book is the novelization of my musical about the couple who like lightly kissing each other's bottoms. Aspects of love. <laughs> was the star of that show? Paula Pantsdown. Ah, and, and this book is about the musical I wrote about the first woman cannibal who met another woman for dinner. Evita. Ah, yes. <laughs> ah, yes, I'll never forget the star of that show, our killer and eater. Do all your shows have to have a star? Oh, no. There was the one I wrote about coffee called Starlight Espresso. <laughs> all the books on this bookcase are related to theatre productions except this one. Secret Access by Cellar Door. I'll wager this isn't a real book. And when I pull it out, the bookcase will slide to one side, revealing a secret passage. Well, go on then. What are you waiting for? Okay. <laughs> yeah, looks like I was wrong, Lord Web Browser. Lord Web Browser? 
Where are you? I'm under the floor, Mr. Digger. When you pulled that book, a trapdoor opened beneath my feet. I can't see it. It's obviously spring-loaded, so it's slapped <laughs> right under... Ugh. It's okay, Lord Web Browser, I found it. And something soft broke my fall. That was me. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, this reminds me of what my wise old dad once said after he fell through a trapdoor. And what did he say? <laughs> yes, I can see why that reminds you of our current situation. It's dark down here, isn't it? When you're a private detective like me, Lord Webbrowser, you have to be prepared for anything. That's why I always carry a torch with me. I should have known I could rely on a professional like you, Mr. Digger. You wouldn't happen to have a couple of AA batteries on you, would you? <laughs> no, Mr. Digger, I don't. However, now my eyes are getting accustomed to the dark, I think I can see a light switch. Well, Mr. Digger, we appear to be in the old tin mine that the theatre was built on top of. Interesting. Who owns the mine? Well, technically, I suppose Mimi does, but it was shut down years ago. If you give me a bunk up, I think I could reach the trap door and climb out. We don't have time for that, Mr. Digger. We need to rescue Mimi from the Phantom. Come on! Before you go dashing off, do you know what this is? Some sort of generator? Nope. This here is a Bibbidi detonation device, named after its creator, Professor Bibbidi. And it's wired up to this, which I believe contains a rather powerful explosive created by Professor Bobbidi. Put them together and what have you got? A bibbidi-bobbidi-bomb? <laughs> no. When you put the bibbidi detonation device with the bobbidi bomb, it's what the military call a pink panther. Why do they call it the pink panther? I've no idea. A huge bomb sitting right under the theatre. Has it been activated? No, but all you'd have to do is set this timer here and press this button here, and you would bring the house down. Well, if it's not active, we'll worry about that later. Our priority is Mimi. Who knows what the Phantom is doing to her? Well, the Phantom would know. Yes, well, apart from the Phantom. Mimi would know. Anyone else? Not that I know of. Well, now we have a list. May we go rescue her? Okay, you're the boss. <laughs> Well, we searched for Mimi, and just when we'd almost given up hope, we found Mimi Mayer tied up with a rope. But to me, she wasn't Mimi. I knew where I'd seen her. She was my senior officer in the army, and her name was Tina Tina. I guess at this point of the story, I need to relate another yarn of when I was part of the military space hopper platoon in Afghanistan. Yeah, I did my time in the army. It's something I wish I could forget. I may be a private detective now, but back then I was just a private. <laughs> My unit was one of a small number of top-secret military platoons, equipped with space hoppers ideal for traveling over the many sand dunes. I was given the responsibility of navigation, and my name wasn't Dick Dick then. It was Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the hoppers were made of a special rubber. Should they hit a hidden landmine with a thump, those hoppers sure could take the blast. Although you did get one hell of a jump. <laughs> well, one day, we had to make an unscheduled stop after the enemy had surprised us. They'd caught us on the hop. <laughs> but an Australian Special Forces group had come to our rescue and then invited us back to their camp for a barbecue. One young soldier, Private Pee Boo, parked his hopper next to the barbecue. Unfortunately, the heat from the barbecue, as he disembursed, expanded the air in his overinflated hopper, causing it to burst. Pieces of that space hopper flew all over the place, and poor Private Pee-Pee-Boo got hit in the face. 
Once Health and Safety found out what had mutilated that soldier, they banned the use of the military space harbor. So the space harbor unit was disbanded after that devastating pop, and I left the army, having given up all hope. <laughs> I try not to think of those days, not wanting to remember, but those memories came flooding back as I saw my fellow platoon member. Mimi! Andy! Mimi, Dick Dick, Dick Dick, Mimi. Tom Tom! Tom Tom, Dick Dick. Tina Tina. Tina Tina? Mimi? I changed my name, Andy. Before I was Mimi, I was known as Tina Tina. And before she was Mimi, me was Tom Tom. Sergeant Worms to you, soldier. Yes, ma'am. So you two were in the army together? As was I. The Phantom? Turn around. Turn around? That sounds like the Tom Tom I know. Pee-pee? <laughs> Pee-pee? That's me, Pee-pee. Pee-pee-boo. Also known as the Phantom. Am I the only person here with one name? Pee-pee, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing down here? This is where I live now. I like it here. It's somewhere where I can take off my mask and not hear a gasp of horror. That's a bit melodramatic, isn't it? Melodramatic? Melodramatic? You have no idea, do you? Let me take off this mask and show you what my face looks like now. Now look at me, Tom Tom. Look at me. Look at this face and tell me I'm being melodramatic. Have you met Lord Andy Floyd Webbrowser? <laughs> Here, would you like this mask? No, thank you. Listen, you may be excused for wanting to live in this miserable place, but your hideous looks do not excuse you kidnapping and tying up Mimi. I think I should explain. Uh, Pee-Pee and I are, well, we're secret lovers. The mask, the rope, the rubber, it's all part of what we do. <laughs> Suddenly, the whole situation got a lot less tense. And a whole lot of things made a lot more sense. We in the platoon always thought Sergeant Worms was being too hard on PP, always punishing him harshly whenever he was on duty. She'd take him behind closed doors, and that's where we thought the physical abuse occurred. Now we've made sense why it wasn't just Private PP's cries we heard. We'd always thought our sergeant kept her emotions suppressed without any concerns. Turns out, Private Pee-Pee had opened up our Tina Worms. <laughs> but I don't understand. If you two were meeting in secret, why did the Phantom call the office and laugh down the phone? Oh, Pee-Pee, how many times have I told you not to call me at the office? I'm sorry. It's this damn phone. It keeps pulling back numbers I thought I'd deleted. Tom-Tom, Andy, can I trust you to keep our secret? What, that the Phantom is actually your lover? Following you from theater to theater, hiding in the shadows? Sure, but only on the condition you return this stolen military equipment to the army. Return the space hoppers? Never. Oh, please, Pee-Pee. Nope. Do it for me, Pee-Pee. It won't be easy. You'll think it's strange when I try to explain how I feel. But I still need to bounce after all that's been done. You won't believe me. All you will see is a guy you once knew sitting on a space hopper at sixes and sevens with you. <laughs> I have to let it happen. I have to bounce. Cut sail my life down at you. My life would be in limbo, sitting still on my don't cry for me, Sergeantina. 
I guess it's true what they say. There are five sides to every story. Uh, it's two, Tom Tom. There are two sides to every story. Those Americans we met in Afghanistan told me there were five sides to every story. What Americans? You know, the ones from the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, are you trying to say you don't want to be with me anymore? No, Pee-Pee. I'm just wondering how long we can carry on like this. Come on, Pee-Pee. Being a mass space hopper isn't exactly a job, is it? It has its ups and downs. <laughs> I mean, I tried to get a job at the local nightclub, but it turned out they wanted a different sort of bouncer. I told you before, you don't need a job. I've made enough money for both of us to live on if I didn't have to keep this theatre going so you can hide down here. Okay, I'll give up being the Phantom if you give up being the actress. What? Are you sure? Yes. If lardy annoyed wobbly brows can appear in public with a face like that, I'm pretty sure I can do it with this one. Lardy annoyed wobbly brows? I think I'd much rather have just the one name, thank you very much. Mimi, if you'll give up being the actress and marry me, I'll try to live a normal life, above ground, without any space hoppers. Andy, we won't be needing your play. I'm quitting show business. What? But I need to put this play on. It's not just the money, I'll lose face. Why would that be a bad thing? <laughs> I'm sure you can find another backer, Andy. Mr. Digger, 
Am I right in thinking you're carrying a pair of handcuffs? Yes, in fact, I was thinking of giving them to the happy couple as an engagement present. <laughs> would you? Give me the key and use the handcuffs to attach yourself to Phantom PP through that structural beam so neither of you can leave this area. Two questions. Firstly, why should I do that? And secondly, why are you pointing a gun at me? Actually, you can scrub both those questions. I think they just answered each other. <laughs> so I handcuffed the Phantom to my left whilst Lord Web Browser on my right stood. Whichever way I looked, it didn't look good. <laughs> Lord Web Browser bounced off on the space harper he took. As he headed off, he turned and gave us a last look. I'm off to bring the house down. <laughs> and with that cry, he left us three, taking with him the handcuffs key. As he left us, I'll admit to hating that bloke. There's nothing more annoying than someone nicking your joke. There is something more annoying than that by half. That Lord Andy Floyd web browser stole my laugh. I'll tell you something more irritating. That's when someone goes and interrupts you on the rating. Sorry. So without any more interruptions, hopefully, let us get back to telling the story. Why did he say he's off to bring the house down? The bomb. The bomb? The bomb. The bomb? The bomb? The bibbity bomb? The bobbity bomb. It's a bobbity bomb with a bibbity detonator, and it's known as the Pink Panther. Why is it called the Pink Panther? I don't know. I also don't know why Lord Web Browser wants to blow the theatre up. <gasps> because he's insured the play. If the theatre gets blown up, he'll blame it on the Phantom and get the insurance money. Where the heck did that bomb come from? I stole it. It was sitting in the same barracks where I stole the military space hoppers from. Why did you steal it? Oh, it looked cool. Ah! There's a rat! I hate rats! That's not a rat. That's my Russian hamster. She must be getting hungry and climbed out of my pocket. That's one ugly hamster. Oh, that's only because she doesn't have any ears. No ears? How's she here? I brought her here in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I bought her off this Russian who said she could follow my instructions, but she doesn't do anything I say. Aha, because she can't hear you. No, because I don't speak Russian. <laughs> hey, look! The hamster's gnawing the rope I tied around Tina Tina. Hey, Tom Tom, this hamster's pretty clever. She understood what I said to her in Russian. She's not that clever. I've been trying to teach her English for over a year now. <laughs> I'm free! With Sergeant Tina Tina free, thanks to my hamster, she got a pair of cutters from the Phantom's well-stocked lair. She cut the chain, leaving Peepy and I with a cuff on each wrist and me with the problem of getting them another engagement gift. Pee, help me inflate these space hoppers. I take it you know the shortest route to the bomb? There's a tunnel directly to it, but there are no lights, and I wouldn't recommend trying to travel down it unlit. There are some very deep shafts you might fall down. What can we use to light our way? Mm. Oh, I know. There's those battery-powered Christmas lights I got. They should be in the storeroom you got those cutters from. You two keep pumping. I'll go get the lights. I'm sorry about this, Mimi. It's all my fault. No, it's not. It's... Hey, I can't see any Christmas lights in here. That sounds like Tom Tom. Can't find the set of lights. <laughs> 60 minutes should be enough time for me to bounce clear of the theatre. It looked like we'd got there not a moment too soon. Lord Web Browser hadn't yet set the device to go boom. Our 
arrival spooked him. He said, Hello? Who's there? Who are you? And out of the blackness of the tunnel came the reply, Pee-pee-boo! But Andy Floyd Web Browser wasn't beaten yet. He slapped on the red button and the timer was set. Satisfied the Bibbity device was working and the countdown had begun, he turned towards us and pulled out his gun. He leapt on the space hopper and charged towards us three. His intent was obvious, to barge through and break free. I needed time to think and suck a minty tic-tac. But I didn't have any tic-tacs. All I had were... tin tacks. I pulled the packet from my pocket, threw them on the ground. And when the space hopper hit those tacks, it made a deafening sound. Space hopper gone, Andy Floyd web browser went on a flying forward pitch. He didn't look happy, but then... He never was in favor of attacks on the rich. <laughs> As he hit the ground, Peepee leapt onto him and they started a fight. Lord Web Browser and the unmasked phantom brawling. It was not a pretty sight. Now Lord Web Browser thought each mark on the timer represented a minute. He hadn't reckoned that actually each mark on that bomb's timer represented one second. I attempted to open a panel on the bomb to prevent a bibbity-bobbity-boom. But the panel only opened a fraction. My hand couldn't get in. There wasn't room. Can you deactivate the bomb? No. I need to break the red wire behind this panel, but the panel's jammed. If I could just get my hand through that gap. How long have we got? Seconds. In a situation like that, what more could you require than a woman who knows the Russian for, hey, hamster, bite the red wire? <laughs> And when it comes to Russian hamsters, it has to be said. When it comes to recognizing colors, they certainly know red. <laughs> she leapt out of my pocket through that small gap she slipped and found that red wire which she then easily nipped. We survived. And I'll never know quite how. Never give up hope, my dad used to say. He's dead now. <laughs> Thanks to that hamster, we'd avoided our doom of being destroyed in a bibbidi-bobbidi-boom. And not just us. The theater would have gone up in smoke. We would have brought the house down. Oh, wait. Did we already do that joke? <laughs> well, Andy Floyd Web Browser's musical never did get made. And as per usual, I never did get paid. But I did get a go to Tina Tina and Pee-Pee's Space Hopper-themed wedding. So at least in that respect, this story does have a happy ending. <laughs> written by Simon Paul Miller, who also played the role of Dick Dick Digger. The Phantom and Mimi were played by Gary and Anna Bird, on whom the sexual antics of their characters should not be inferred. Lord Andy Floyd Web Browser was played by Charles Crow, and no space hoppers were harmed in the making of this show. Sound engineer Joel Woods made sure the recording went okay, and Jeremy Miller cued the sound effects sourced from freesfx.co.uk. This recording took place at Jubilee Leamington and it was a rhyming detective production! Hello, my name is Simon Miller and thank you very much for listening to It's All About Mimi. This episode was recorded alongside the Fight Before Christmas in 2016 on Monday the 28th of November at Jubilee Leamington. 
There's a couple of people who didn't make it into the credits, so I'll mention them now. The first person I need to thank is Nick Wilmot. Nick was our sound engineer for the first two episodes of The Rhyming Detective, and unfortunately, because he's moved, he couldn't be our sound engineer for these two episodes that we just recorded, but he did recommend Joel Woods, which was a great choice, and he did provide a, a great technical handover to Joel Woods and was available on the phone during our technical rehearsal to give advice. So thank you very much for that, Nick. And also a big thank you to Thomas Adams, who's done the artwork for all of our podcast covers and didn't get credited in the last two episodes. Apologies for that. And thank you so much for all your work, Tom. Finally, I'd like to bring your attention to something that isn't related to The Roman Detective. It's a podcast called Escape Velocity. It's not a comedy, although it does have a lot of wry humour in it. It's a science fiction series about a space trader, and it's very entertaining. It is based on a computer game, but I know nothing about this computer game, and it hasn't affected my enjoyment of it one bit. To whet your appetite, here's a trailer. Now available from the Radio Theatre Workshop, Escape Velocity. Amid the stars in the sky. Welcome to Schneider Orbiter. How may I serve you today, sir? Humanity expands and thrives as it pushes back the boundaries of the universe. I came through a bit of a rough system to get here, okay? Can you describe the vehicles which attacked you? They had missiles. If you can't pay, your ship will be impounded until you do. I need a ship. What do you need a ship for? I thought your ad said no questions. Shouldn't you be in school, kid? My name is May. The runaway, huh? Commander Thane, please. I just want someone to take me home. We need your services, Mr. Thane. Or do you prefer Commander? Where is the prototype? These robots are special. If you miraculously find them. We need you to take a shipment into Imperial space for us. Get me the ship's details, and I'll make sure the prototype is intercepted. Everybody seems to want something. Sure I want something. I want to earn enough credits for an expensive mining We can't let the weapon leave the station. I want a quiet system with nobody else around where I can work in peace. Then do nothing. Just get me the registration of that ship. I just came to check on my investment. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. If anything untoward were to happen to any of the shipment, it would be bad news for you. I'm going to die. No, no, I won't accept that. Hey, who are these guys? Any system other than this. I've got to get out of here. We'll work something out. From the luxury of the core systems to the harsh worlds of the frontier, men still fight. Orbital traffic control requesting takeoff clearance. They all share one aim to be elite. Engaging hyperdrive. Escape velocity. An official full cast audio drama based on the hit video game Elite Dangerous. Please visit escapevelocity.laveradio.com.